0: to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us. Jim Paris here. We are live on Sunday nights. Uh, a lot to talk about, but I've got to tell you something funny before we even get into the show. So we have not had a trick-or-treater to our door in Probably, I don't think ever to this house that I live in now, maybe 10 years. I don't remember ever having a trick-or-treater come to this house. I don't know why that is, because there are some areas of Florida, in particular this smaller town outside of Orlando called DeLand, is kind of epic for trick-or-treating. And uh, if you're ever in DeLand on Halloween, it's it's like the old days, back when we were kids and everybody had the big grocery bag and you go door to door. I remember growing up outside of Chicago and we would walk, I think, a good three-mile radius. I mean, we had enough candy for a year. I'm not kidding you. We would go to strangers' houses. I mean, we didn't know 99% of the people that we got candy from. And uh, times have changed. In my neighborhood in particular, we don't get trick-or-treaters. So in any case, this afternoon, my doorbell rings, and it's, a, it's a three or four kids with uh, their mom trick-or-treating. I'm the only one home. I, I don't have any candy. I was going to ask the kids if they had Bitcoin wallets. I was going to each give them each $5 in Bitcoin. But I didn't think that was probably likely. But uh, in any case, uh, it is it is Halloween. I know it's Halloween is interesting for Christians, right? Because so many times you hear, oh, it's the devil's holiday. If you do anything on that holiday, even if you do the trunk or treat or you do a festival at the church, it's worshiping the devil. I think that's craziness That's nuts. Our pastor today at church, he, he dressed up and did a little skit and had some fun with it. They gave some candy away at, at the church. Uh, I, I think it's harmless. I, I think it's harmless. But it, these kids left with their mom. and This is terrible. One of them started crying because I, I didn't have any candy. I mean, if I couldn't have felt any worse. <laughs> okay, now i got to tell you what happened to me yesterday, which is... I just took my arm sling off here because I just could not operate all the equipment with the arm sling on. This is a weird thing. So um, I've been bicycling about 20 miles a day. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I have been tinkering with these lock-in, these lock-in, These they call them clip-in shoes where you get on the bicycle and your shoes snap into the pedal. And the idea behind that is that when you're pedaling, you're getting the power of both the downstroke and the upstroke of your, of your pedal. So it's not just pushing down, but also when you pull up. One time I got stuck with those, one of those on and I couldn't get it loose, and I decided I'm not doing that anymore. So I went with this other design. They're, it's kind of like, they call it toe clips, like your, your foot slides into kind of like this half, this half uh, deal where it just covers up like the first half of your shoe. And then you're sort of in, in that pocket with your foot. And then you still get that same effect, the up and the down and the up and the down. So anyway, here I am, I'm riding my bike uh, up to Starbucks, which is by my house. And I'm approaching the little area where they have the fence outside and all the tables. And I started to lose my balance on my bicycle and i tried to pull my foot out i didn't get it out quite fast enough my bike went down and i i actually fell into this metal fence and i lost consciousness i think for about a 30 seconds or a minute they wanted me to go in an ambulance uh, and then i was totally knocked out which is not the first time i've been out cold if you are a, a martial artist you likely have been knocked out a few times The first time I was knocked out, I was, I think 15, I was in a karate tournament. Guy came up with a roundhouse kick. I wasn't guarding well, just nailed me in the side of the head. I was out. I mean, (laughs) uh, he rang my bell and I was out for, I think, at least a minute or two. But in any case, I was out for the count. And uh, wow, Um, I ended up not going to the hospital, which everybody wanted me to do. Um, I was able to walk my bike home from Starbucks cause I couldn't reach any of my family. So I, I ended up getting back home and, uh, then I was able to get in my car and go to CVS and get an arm sling and get some ibuprofen. And, uh, I'll tell you what, you know, trying to live with one arm or one hand is not easy, especially when you have a stick shift Jeep. But I mean, even simple things like putting on my shirt took me about 20 minutes just to get my shirt on. Um, little things like opening up a can of dog food for my dogs. I can't do it because I I only have the one hand. So I was able to like push up against a cabinet and pull up in the top of the, the, uh, the the dog food. I'm going to have to probably go to one of my neighbors and just get like three or four cans of dog food opened and put into a, uh, to a big bowl so that I can serve them. But a lot of stuff, I can't wash dishes. I'm having a super hard time cooking uh but I will get by uh because black belts are survivors. So in any case uh crazy crazy stuff going on. Uh you could probably see that my shoulder is considerably considerably larger than the other shoulder. I kind of liked it at first when I looked in the mirror. I thought, "Man, I look I look pumped." But then I realized the other shoulder doesn't really match. So I really look kind of more like deformed than I do pumped. Uh but in any case, a lot is going on tonight. I'm going to tell you what we're doing in our guest segment now because this is something that uh, I was really just riveted by this whole Alec Baldwin uh, movie set shooting. And it really reminded me of the shooting of Brandon Lee, who, if you remember, is the son of Bruce Lee. And he died on a movie set also from an accidental gunshot. And I, I, I thought to myself, are they still using real ammunition I thought this was all totally fake the firearms were totally you know props and even so with all the computer technology and and how the the sound gets done later in in post-editing you know I went to that Hollywood uh, tour Universal Studios and one of the things that I went to there was how they make all the sounds like separately from filming so Like when someone opens a door, the sound of that door opening isn't really, they don't really record that at that time. There's like a sound stage where they make the creaking sound of a door opening or the sound of footsteps. You've probably seen this if you've been to like any of the movie studio tours. So I I still don't understand why they have to have any gun that makes a real sound, A, and B, why you would have um, actual live ammunition, I don't understand. that. I mean, I would think live ammunition would be banned anywhere on a movie set. But I also thought the guns that they used were not capable of firing live rounds. So in any case, a uh, good friend of the show. Uh, also, he has a connection to the Bruce Lee family, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have him on. Really to talk a little bit tonight about gun safety, to talk about the Alec Baldwin shooting, to talk about Brandon Lee. All of that coming up in our guest segment at 930 p.m. Eastern. All right. I have to tell you, uh, the, the biggest, I guess, controversy was Trump was doing the tomahawk chop at the World Series. <laughs> and the headline here is Trump does the tomahawk chop at World Series and left has a collective <laughs> mental breakdown. Uh, I'm not even watching the World Series. I don't know uh, if you are, but uh, uh, it's just interesting to see what people get upset about. All right. Excuse me, I had to use my cough button there. Okay, I want to draw your attention to my Facebook page. About six hours ago, I posted the first of what will be many pictures of my personal transformation. And I'm not going to tell you everything tonight, but I'm going to tell you a little bit. So, I have struggled with weight gain probably in since I was in my 30s. It's something in my family, everybody says that, right? It's genetic, it's in my genes, it's in my DNA. I've struggled with weight since I was in my thirties, but really since I got PTSD um, after I lost all my money in, in 2001 from the bankruptcy and the embezzlement, I really put on a lot of weight. And so I've tried all these different diet plans. I've tried keto. I've tried Atkins. I've tried fasting. I've tried like doing crazy amounts of exercise each day and nothing has worked for me until this one particular diet program that I just started two weeks ago and it is absolutely unbelievable. If you want to see the picture of me, you're going to see, uh, if you go to my Facebook page, James L. Paris on Facebook, you can see my current picture and you can see an older picture of me. It's like a different person. And that's in just two weeks. Now, let me tell you what I'm doing. I initially, when I decided to try this nutritional program, I was doing it really to kick the tires. I'm skeptical about all this kind of stuff because everybody makes promises. I am not hungry. I'm losing weight. I'm losing inches. After one week, I was so sold on the thing that I wanted to find out from my nutrition coach, from my coach, how do I become a coach? Because I want to learn how to do this to be able to help people as well. So in any case, I'm not going to get into any of that tonight. I plan to do something in about two weeks when I kind of show you my, what's going to be incredible significant before and after scenario. Uh, Once all these black bruises go away on my arm, I'm going to take a kind of an after picture. Um, And then I'm going to tell you about a way that you can actually get in touch with me and actually be coached by me uh, to lose weight. And that's something I'm going to be getting into in a couple of weeks, but this is super exciting Everywhere I go, people that know me, they're kind of like, they're taking a double, uh, they're taking just, they're looking at me, uh, taking a double take saying, what is, what's different about you? Did did you, did you always have a beard? Did you, what's going on? Why do you look different? Uh, everywhere I go. And that's after two weeks, just two weeks of being on this program. It's cool because, um, most of the food that you need, they provide to you as part of the program. You only have to make one meal a day. So there's really nothing you have to think about. It's, it's super simple. And then they uh, have a coaching program. So you're hearing from your coach every day. You can send emails and ask questions. And it's really inexpensive. It's probably less than the cost of food would be anyway to be in a program like this. So in any case, uh, that's going to be all uh, coming soon. All right, I want to talk up tonight about... I want to talk about shunning and of course the Amish are uh, who made shunning famous, right? So I've got to be careful now because I got to take a sip of water, but I can't use my messed up arm. So pardon me there. I'm hearing more and more stories about Christian churches that are shunning their members. And let me give you the scenario. This was a story. A guy told me I've heard so many stories like this. So This is a church that he goes to and every week it's all about all the new people that have been saved, all the new baptisms. Um, They'll put up videos of people who were in the drug lifestyle and have been, um, you know, delivered from that. And now they're, they're, they're holding down a job. They started a business, whatever. So they got all these stories of transformation, which is really cool, right? Because that's what a church is supposed to do. But this particular guy Um, He ended up running into some personal issues. He was already a Christian for a long time, ran into some personal issues, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's starting to get shunned. And, and, And I've heard so many stories like this over the years. I posted this on my Facebook page. Here's what I posted, and I want to tell you what some of the comments are. Damaged Christians and shunning. Anyone ever wonder why the church is so willing to help and accept new converts with terrible pasts? but unwilling to extend grace to a believer that is struggling. Seems like they expect perfection after conversion. Anyone think that the church should have more of an interest in the restoration of believers? And so many people have commented, but I have to tell you the one best comment here. um, And it was uh, something like this. I'm paraphrasing. He said, uh, the, the church is the only army that shoots its own. And I thought, wow. You know, Isn't that true? And isn't it true that once you accept Christ, there's an expectation, at least from the world anyway, that you're now this perfect person. So you've accepted Christ, all your sins are forgiven, and now you're this perfect person that never messes up anymore. That's what the world thinks, and that's why a lot of, the, you know, a lot of people don't go to church because they say the church is filled with hypocrites. The church is filled with forgiven sinners. (laughs) The world is filled with unforgiven sinners. That's really the only difference. I mean, you could look at everything from divorce rates to uh, adultery, all, you know, all the different, uh, you know, moral failings. It's just the same in the church as it is outside the church. Even James Dobson talks about that on his Focus on the Family program. He says, I don't know why that among Christians, the divorce rate is not lower. I mean, why not? And this is because the truth is we are all sinners. Some of us have experienced the free gift of salvation and some of us haven't. That's really the difference. Now, does that mean that you just go on and you just do whatever you want and God's going to forgive you? No, obviously not. You want to try to grow as a person. You want to try to grow as a Christian. But there is this uh, sort of friction, if you will, between the fallen Christian that's been in the church for many years and the guy that's on the street. And and after talking to this guy today uh, who, who's going through this situation, he said to me, I would be have been better off <laughs> if I had shown up at my church, like with needle track marks all up and down my arms uh, and to come in and to be embraced and accepted. For some reason, there's this I don't know, this idea of a shiny new Christian that is so much more interesting and exciting Than that, you know, that beat up old dented Christian, you know, accepted Christ at the age of seven or eight is now going through a hard time. And uh, this person needs to be shunned. And that's what's happening in the church today. And it really is a shame because the truth is that once you become a Christian, you still are going to struggle and have problems. But uh, the shunning thing been going on forever. Time and memoriam. And uh, today is no different. American Airlines Cancelling more than 600 flights on Sunday. And I guess over the weekend, it was something like 1,500 or 1,800 flights. This has all to do with, from what I understand, um, this whole issue of uh, worker shortages. And let me tell you how this works. (laughs) You don't just all of a sudden have to cancel 2,000 flights because, wait a minute, we don't have enough people. We need to cancel 2,000 flights. It just doesn't work like that this is clearly connected to these vaccine mandates and it is so interesting to watch. I saw a story this week that because of the vaccine mandate in New York city, they're going to be short, like 160 ambulances. So, so New York city will have 160 ambulances taken out of service because of the vaccine mandate. When you think about the logic of that, okay, we want people to get vaccinated because we want uh, to stop the spread of the pandemic. I get all that. We want people to be healthier. But as a result of this mandate, we're going to take 160 ambulances out of service. These are people with heart attacks and strokes and uh, you know, victims of gun shootings and car crashes. Those people are not going to get medical help or get it super slow because we're going to take all of these. I mean, there is a point at which, as they say, you cut your nose off to spite your face. And it has gotten to that point where it is really... Uh, just getting to be almost ridiculous. Uh, so um, one of the things that I found uh, to be fascinating um, this, this couple of days ago was I started the sale I told you guys about. Um, been running into more and more people that are doing remote work. Uh, a couple from our church I just saw on Facebook, they got in their big, beautiful motor home and they drove to Key West and they said two weeks of Key West remote work. Uh, And I'm hearing so much more about this, the idea of people uh, working remotely, having online businesses. So as you know, we have a program and uh, you can get there and check it out by going to uh, my website, which is, I'll give it to you here in a second, um, internetpaycheckforlife.com, internetpaycheckforlife.com. So normally it's $297 to join. And then it's, uh, there's a monthly dues that you pay. And right now there's, I think, about 60 different workshops in there. It also includes unlimited access to me for Q&A. So normally it's 297 But what I did was for the last three days, and I know that many of you have already taken advantage of this, uh, but I'm leaving it up probably until about midnight tonight. So that gives you about another two and a half hours. I'm taking $150 off the enrollment so that's going to drop it down to 147, a savings of 150 bucks. That's going to be only good until midnight. So if you're interested in doing that, you've got like maybe uh I don't know, less than less than 3 hours. Uh midnight Eastern is when that's going to go away. So if you want to find out more, there's a lot of free information there that you can take a look at. This is a one-time flash sale. I may not ever be able to do it again. So if you've had your eye on the program, the InternetPaycheckForLife.com program, this may be your window of opportunity to grab it at the lowest price ever. That's InternetPaycheckForLife.com, InternetPaycheckForLife.com. Now, this story is interesting. Dan Bongino, Dan the man, Bongino, uh, he apparently, you know, he got that big radio show contract Uh, not too long ago where he's now on live for three hours a day. He was doing like a, like a one hour deal and it was a podcast and it wasn't really anything that huge, but he did have a big following, but it was mostly a podcast. So Bongino got the three hour deal. He got a three hour, uh, deal with, um, Cumulus and, uh, big money deal. Good for Dan Bongino. But it looks like, again, here we go, uh, because he won't take the vaccine, uh, his radio show is no longer uh, being produced. He's running reruns right now, and uh, I'm not sure how long this is going to go on for, but there's a standoff. He's not going to take the uh, vaccine, and as an employee of Cumulus, uh, they're keeping him off the air. Again, just another, another nutty you know, thing that you see uh, going on. Uh, more and more of these things, you know, happening with uh, with the cutoffs. And this story probably got most people, I would say, the people the most upset on my social media this week. Uh, this is from The Blaze. I, I know you won't believe this. So Google it yourself or duck, duck, go it yourself. The Biden administration is in discussions to offer about four hundred and fifty thousand dollars of compensation per person to immigrant families split up under the Trump administration. So think about this. These families come over illegally. A lot of times we're hit with, you know, thousands coming over at the same time. Uh, Families end up getting split up uh, because they don't have identification, all these problems that occur. How many of you listening or watching tonight have $450,000 in your bank account? I know I don't. And I bet most of you don't. The idea that Our government is going to pay illegal aliens that crossed over illegally because of how we uh, mistakenly separated their family that they're discussing, giving them four hundred and fifty thousand dollars per person. So I imagine uh, I'm not sure if I'm understanding this right, but if it's a family of four or five people, what are we talking about? Two million dollars. This is not law yet. It is being discussed $450,000. $450,000. And think about it from this other totally different perspective, which is just another reason to, to breach the border, right? I mean, if you're, if you're in Mexico, you're in Guatemala, you're in Honduras and you already know that, Hey, the border is porous. You just get there. You can get across. You're going to be able to tap into all this social aid and they're going to bus you into the country. You're going to get an apartment or a hotel and all this money. And now you might have a chance if your family gets separated of getting uh, $450,000, maybe, I don't know, per person in your group or whatever. Uh, if this is not an inducement for more to come to the border, I honestly have no idea. Uh, and then probably the nuttiest story of the week. Mark Zuckerberg announces that Facebook is changing its name to Meta, M-E-T-A. And whenever I hear a story like this, I always laugh because I think to myself, probably some consultant is laughing their butt off somewhere that they probably got $10 million or something for coming into Facebook and coming up with this name. I mean, how does that change anything? How does that improve anything? To call it Meta. Meta. I don't know. I mean, are you going to say Uh, I don't know. I got to go. I got to go to Meta now and see how many likes I got on my pictures that I posted from my vacation. Uh, Instead of saying Facebook, you're going to now say Meta. But who's going to really say Meta? Everybody's going to still say Facebook anyway. But but what does that even mean? Meta? I mean, this this is the problem. These people behind these social media companies are from somewhere outside of the, the earth. I don't know what planet they're from. I mean, these are these are like the kids in high school that uh, wouldn't come out of the bathroom because they were afraid of being beaten up. I mean, these are the I don't know where these people come from and I don't know how they got so much control over our uh, communication lines here in the United States. Uh, But that's the big story. I mean, I was curious, like, wow, you know, what interesting name is Zuckerberg going to come up with? Uh, What you know, uh, this could be interesting. This could be transformative. And then it's like Meta, M E T A. I, I, I really, I really don't know. Uh, this story was in the Daily Caller. And I, I tell you what, um, the, I've been accused of, of sharing fake news and, and been suspended from social media for weeks and days. But look, you don't have to come up with fake news. I mean, the real news is nutty enough. This is from the Daily Caller. This is from Florida. Broward County, Florida School takes elementary students to gay bar. Wilton Manors Elementary School brought students to Rosie's, a local gay bar for a field trip. A school board member announced Wednesday. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I you just you got to wonder about people. I mean, I went on a lot of really cool field trips growing up in Chicago. We had all these really cool museums and this place called Cantigny where you could see all this military stuff. Uh, you could go out on Lake Michigan on a boat. I mean, I had a great time on these field trips. Never went to a gay bar, though, I have to tell you. Missed, <laughs> I missed out on that one. Uh, but that's, you know, that's actual news story. And then this from Zero Hedge, will close out our segment with this. Global food prices set to soar as the oil and gas crunch continues. So if you're not seeing it already, it's off the rails, the cost of groceries now. And what they're predicting is not just uh, the prices going up by the end of the year. They're also talking about a supply chain shortage. They're talking about us running out of toilet paper again. Not, maybe not even having a lot of items on the shelf that you're looking for food wise. Uh, but man, oh man. Uh, who could go for a mean tweet right now in like $1.79 gas? I can't even believe that anybody would have been upset about Trump's mean tweets compared to what we're living in right now with the cost of everything, the cost of gas, the cost of food, the supply chain uh, disruptions. And, you know, it's funny because I'm not hearing anything from the Biden voters now. You know, I I used to the first three or four months, I was kind of taunting them. I said, hey, Biden voters, go ahead and post the top three things you like best about what Joe Biden is doing. And nobody would answer. And I I just haven't done it in a while. I kind of don't have the heart. I feel sorry for these people. I, I really do. And I guess time to squeeze in one more quick story. Then we'll go to our special guest, Randy Williams, who is holding at least five Oregon venues have canceled talk show host Charlie Kirk uh, his events because of threats of violence. So this is how this works so Charlie Kirk has these events set up he's paid the rent he's paid the insurance paid for security and then Antifa or whoever in this case it was Antifa uh, steps up and says no we're going to be there and we're going to disrupt and then his uh, his speaking engagements are canceled. I I just don't know how this could be viewed as American whether you are liberal or conservative the idea that uh, we're going to allow threats and intimidation to take away our freedom of speech. Uh, just unbelievable. Charlie Kirk, I'm not a huge fan of his show. My wife really loves him and loves his show, but I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of his show, but I know that he, he's he got uh, some really good information. And if you're somebody that likes to get into that whole political realm super deep every day and be an activist, he's your guy. But for me, it's too stressful. <laughs> I typically read my My news for the most part, and do that uh, early in the day, and then sort of tune out so I can have a peaceful, relaxing day. All right, we'll take a one minute break. When we come back, we'll be talking about the Alec Baldwin shooting and also going back in time to talk about the accidental shooting death on another movie studio set uh, the death of the son of Bruce Lee, Brandon Lee. Our special guest, private investigator, and martial arts expert, Randy Williams, will be with us. We'll be back in one minute. Stand by.